Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast, where we talk all things Marvel and Star Wars. Please take a moment to check the show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today we are recapping She-Hulk episode one in full spoiler details. So if you haven't seen the episode, get out of here. What are you What are you doing here? You shouldn't even have been here in the first place. This is so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. There's but, one episode. <laughs> So you're, yeah. you're, only, you're only a little behind. You can catch up. Yeah, this is the time. So this, this is the perfect time. And what's that voice? Oh, it's just my cousin. We're on this road trip together. No shenanigans are going to happen now because Michael, we had to leave him behind. He, you know, this is this is a cousin road trip. Uh, he's, <laughs> I should say this guest is definitely not my cousin, but yeah. it is a guest you know very frequently on the podcast. It is my good friend. Smart Alex. Yes, thank you. You know, I I don't call myself Smart Alex. It's other people. It's not me. I don't own that title. Uh, no, hey, thank you for being here. I'm sorry I was late. I, you know, was driving and I got stopped by this spaceship. It ran me off the road, but like, I will worry about that later. I'm not too concerned about that right now. I'm here to podcast. I'm ready. Oh no! Well, hopefully he doesn't keep chasing after us after uh, we we get on the road on our road trip. Did you do you bring like road trip snacks? Oh, I'm a big snack guy. It's part of a road trip. It's actually like very crucial. You need the snacks. You need like a drink, and you know you need a bottle to pee in. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually do that. <laughs> I'll stop for bathroom breaks, um, just in case of emergency. It's like underneath case, the seat. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, I'm happy to be here, uh, filling in for uh, Mr. O'Rear, who uh, we gave him a vacation for once. We were like, you know what, you you deserve some time off. So here I am, happy to cover the start of She-Hulk from the background. I'm kind of happy i wasn't here to cover i am groot man i watched two of them and so ready for this this is my only take is the credits were half the runtime of the whole thing i couldn't believe it i was like oh it's like a six minute thing and i was like nope it's a three minute thing with three minutes of 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 trailer at the end or uh uh, credits yeah i am groot is the biggest trick that marvel's played on us like they should have released on april fools because i thought for sure that was a full series um, it wasn't even, so they call it like season one, but they were all their own individual, like icon. They literally were shorts. Like, so I don't know that one threw me off. I am, you know, I have a love hate with a lot of these Marvel Disney plus TV shows, some of the star Wars ones. So it is not in their nature to, uh, you know, they, are, what Disney plus always does is they will bring solid episode one of these series they always put their best foot forward so i'm happy to be talking about the first episode because who knows where the rest of the series will go but this was fun this was a good episode and i'm excited to talk about it with you yeah so far i'm excited i'm buckled up for the ride that is she hulk uh, I was messaging with over here and i think one of the things with this episode was it was a fine episode great episode even it is a pilot it feels very origin-y and so i'm excited to see what the rest of the episodes do because i think this almost doesn't even it gives us a glimpse of what i think they're going for with this show but it, you mm-hmm. know to me this is more about hey this is this is she hulk this is jen walters like this is who this character is mm-hmm. yeah no i totally get what you're saying i for me i only have a little she hulk knowledge um her like time with the fantastic four was something i know a little of i knew she was bruce's cousin so for me this is like kind of a fresh character and that's something i really like about these disney plus shows but i have come to the unfortunate conclusion that with these disney plus shows my favorites loki hawkeye possibly this they all have people i already know from intellectual properties me to people in them yeah, that's a good point. Is like, it does feel like the shows that don't have uh, someone like guiding them into the MCU. They're God, doing like, Moon Knight is an example yeah, was, of like maybe maybe you needed someone. Moon there. Knight was one that had so much potential and it, it fell just short of being great. I still really liked Moon Knight, but I just felt like it could have been a lot more. So 
I, 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 by no means am I like a Moon Knight critic. I think it did what it needed to do, but man, it just makes it so much more fun and easy when there's someone I know. Cause even when Bruce was just like goofing off or drinking, I was just like, oh, I love getting to see the Hulk though. Like I love the Hulk. And so it's the same with Loki, same with Clint. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, I'm glad we're getting more time with these characters. Yeah, you don't have to establish certain things. Like, even if we are like indifferent about She-Hulk so far, mm-hmm. you still got Bruce there, which will pull you in. Um, yeah. But honestly, I I thought that She-Hulk was great. I thought Jen Walt. I thought she was such a fun character. I I don't know a lot about She-Hulk myself. The mm-hmm. biggest thing probably is I have I have a Funko uh, that a, the the old Stanley Comic Con. They did a exclusive Funko where it glows in the dark, and oh. I have I have the She-Hulk one. That's great. That's fun. I um, don't, like you said, not much experience before this, but I believe from the first episode, we got a decent tonality. I am, um, you know, maybe not the best thing. We got two dudes here to talk about uh, She-Hulk because this is one for the feminists, but do not worry. I am a proud feminist, so I'm here to support the ladies. The show starts with a classic scenario of a man trying to tell her how to do her job when she is crushing it. And it was such a great note to start on because it was so apparent, but it wasn't like drawn out. And I was like, yeah, I bet she does have to deal with that working in the legal profession a lot. And, uh, you know, it it plays a part into the story later on. So I I enjoyed that they brought that into it. And uh, that's part of how uh, (laughs) her anger regiment, I guess you could say. Yeah, I really love this opening. And yeah, let's dive right into She-Hulk. And and we get this opening speech uh, that... I, I thought it was a a fun play on like the this you know great power. It's playing into that kind of uh, uh, quote, classic Marvel quote. But I also think like it it did showcase her capability it, and also that like this is gonna be a lawyer show. At least that's what I'm being led to believe that this is gonna be lawyer focused and less superhero focused. Obviously, it will be a combination. But I, yeah. I thought this did a really good job there. I agree. Get rid of that male lawyer like. It was a great speech. Why are you coming in here being like, you know what, I could do better? We didn't even hear him give a speech. Maybe if he would have countered with his own speech, right? The way he said it, too. He goes, the only thing I think this speech is missing is if I did it, I think I could crush it. Like, basically, that's what he said. And I was like, hate this guy. Her assistant's great. But, yeah, it was a nice. And then we even get her talking to the camera. I, I, You know, she breaks the fourth wall from time to time. And some people act like that's a big deal. Like. Who gives it F? It's fun. I don't care if a character, like, even since the days of Shakespeare, characters have been explaining things to the audience. Like, it's a good trick story-wise. Let it happen. Well, I, I'm so glad they, they did it, because that is a fun fact. Mm-hmm. She originated it in oh. com- in the Marvel comics. Ooh. Like, it was Deadpool. not Deadpool. Yeah, get, get out, out of here, here Deadpool. <laughs> It was She-Hulk. Like this is a classic comic book thing of She-Hulk breaking the fourth wall, having and that where like characters man got yep. all the credit for it. Ah, not yep. today, ladies. We are a proud feminist podcast today. Wow. Okay, that is really BS because like that's like Deadpool's whole shtick at this point. You know what I mean? That was like half the appeal. People they were like, oh yeah, Eddie talks. He breaks the fourth wall. He's really funny, and I'm sure she's gonna do it like a ton throughout this series because. We got, I think we got it twice. I like the second time when Bruce kind of gave her a side eye. Like, what are you doing? And that's that's another thing for the, I believe that's from the comics too, is like characters interacting with her, like mm. talking to herself. You like, it, it gives me that, um, oh, what's the show? Oh, shoot. Is it Fleabag? Yeah, it gave me Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Fleabag where she'll talk to the camera. She's really funny too. Um, no, so I thought that was great. And then, I mean, I also, for an origin story, I felt like they kept this one moving. And I, I really appreciated it. It, I, it didn't feel too bogged down because they really could have, you know, right away, road trip, cousins. One thing I thought was hilarious is the chopsticks with for the Cheetos. Uh, it, it really weird. Never seen that before in my life. And now twice in the same year, I saw Yu Ling doing it on the circle, eating her uh, Cheetos with her chopsticks. Yeah. And now... Now I see She-Hulk, uh, Jennifer Walters doing it. I very much was like, whoa, this is weird. I should have brought... Thing. It must be the move. 
Yeah, I should have brought them to try it. I, I could see that. I did that a little bit in, in college. Me and my roommates got really good at using chopsticks, and we would eat mm. our entire lunch with chopsticks, like <laughs> hamburgers. We would be like, they're already finger food. And we're yeah. like eating the cheeseburger with a full chopstick. That's so weird. I guess, and you know, maybe I'm gross, but I'll, I'll put myself on blast. I enjoy you know, a good after on my finger after, you know, eating a bag of Cheetos. I like to lick the dust off. So that's like a downside to me. I'm like, Oh, what? No dust on my fingers. What the hell? In in the car, I can see the car situation being the best case for this because I do find that like, I agree Mm -hmm. uh, with the Cheeto dust, but then it's still, yeah, you're going to get it all over the steering wheel. Now you got saliva on that steering wheel too. Okay. You may have convinced me. Um, Great start, though. But like I said, what the hell? We get a spaceship. Now, Tommy, you, you know Marvel pretty well. Could you identify this spaceship for us? Yeah, what so spaceship I, was this? So I, I do know uh, this spaceship. And yes, we, we get this road trip with Bruce and and uh, Jen. It's a funny conversation. Uh, I shouldn't say yeah, that. No, yeah, we can get into the conversation, but I will touch on the spaceship. Uh, it is uh, Scar. It's a, it's a Grandmasters. It's the spaceship mm. from that planet. Um, I don't know if that's going to become the the villain. I, I don't. I think that's one thing I'll say about this episode. I don't really know where it's going from this. We never. We didn't get a ton of hooks. We got the villain at the end. Set up. Yeah, it was all set up. Yeah, but yeah. So it was the Grand Mastership. Who knows if they're going to be involved in all this, or if it's just a nice, playful like Easter egg of of that planet being out there still. Yeah. I don't know. That was interesting to me that it just popped up and never came back in, but we'll let them run their course. I believe they know what they're doing, I guess. Um, But, you know, this answered a ton of people's questions because we get Hulk in, um, what is it, Endgame, and he's smart Hulk. He's he's Bruce and the Hulk all the time combined. Then he's in Shang-Chi, and he's not... (laughs) in smart hulk form and everyone's like what the hell they were like he just said this is what he always is now and he's got the arm sling and so i'm gonna be honest i think they were like oh oh," they use this to like repair that almost (laughs) yeah i think they went back and they were like oh here's how it was explained because a lot of people were like i don't get it how'd that happen and Briz, I was I was one of the most vocal. I think I was messaging very upset. I was like, yeah. I was like, this makes no sense. Why would you set this up just to undo it in the next movie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So this is yes, they roundabout. They they explain it as he needed he made a device that makes him human, and he needed to do this in order for his arm to fully heal. Mm-hmm. It, he had to get out of the Hulk form, and now he can heal properly. It feels sure. like a really roundabout way <laughs> to explain the end game arm thing, in my opinion. Like you, you spend so much time on this for what? Because <laughs> as soon as he loses it, he's back to smart Hulk all the time. Yeah, it's literally like uh, f- five minutes to explain it, just to then be smart Hulk. It didn't matter. So why in <laughs> Shang Chi yeah. have? I think it was, it was budget thing. reasons. Great, let me so pitch too. you. I they couldn't just... afford the Hulk. <laughs> they couldn't afford. We nailed it. I think we have this. Yeah. He. They couldn't afford He's the CGI. Expensive. Yeah. And so they were like, "Let's just make him human." We'll explain this later. It's not gonna matter. The the nickname is the incredibly expensive Hulk in the CGI yeah. studio. <laughs> um. So I gotta believe that he's only in the first and last episode of this as well. That's another guess of mine. Is we don't maybe we hear from him over Facetime yeah. or a phone call, but I guarantee we don't see that big lug until the finale. I think you are exactly right on that. I think I think Bruce is gone. I think that's a wrap, at least until the finale. I, I wanted to get out of there so badly, too. I do think this episode, as someone who is very close with uh, all my cousins, I think they nailed kind of that cousin relationship. I think yes. they did a very good job of portraying it because it is a unique one. You're, you're kind of siblings, but also not, you, you know, sometimes more friends than family. And and I'm actually glad they're doing that because I do find that the cousin relationship gets dissed a lot. And like some yeah. like me and my cousins were very close growing up. Like all our birthday parties were with my cousins. So like mm-hmm. no, yeah, hundred percent. I'm very close with all of my cousins. So I, uh, I I think they did a good job with that. Even like when he pushes her off the uh, the the ledge and she just like flicks him off. That was yeah. one thing we got ready for this Marvel in this world. I think for the first time. Flip the bird, 
We saw a middle finger. I think we heard the word virgin. I don't know. We heard that all the way though. Steve Rogers is a virgin. I think and we then, heard it. I looked. I, I the subtitles were there, and I think I heard it too. <laughs> then she even at the end, I just have to spoil it. She goes, "Captain America fucks." Like yeah. that. It, that alone is pretty uh, historic for the MCU. Yeah, and we'll we'll there's a little bit of that conversation about Steve Rogers. We'll we'll touch on it at the end because uh, I I didn't want to do it. Getting, I want to break down the timeline. I want to see if I, I figure yes. this out. I'm glad we're on the same page here. This is the important stuff we need to on. talk about. Yeah, we need to figure this one out. Who is this broad? Okay, so spaceship hits. Uh, so they're having these conversations, just t- kind of talking about what they've been up to, um, and then a spaceship hits. They go off. It gets crazy. Uh, everyone's bleeding blood on blood blood on blood yeah it felt i don't know so this in the comics it's like a blood transfusion but i think they smartened up and they were like why would he be the one to trans like donate blood to her yeah in in the comics i think the reasoning was like i think it was like we have to do something right now and you're the only one that's that's able to that way but i think my problem with this version how are there not just a bunch of Hulklings out there? Like Hulk bleeds. Like we we've seen Hulk bleed. We've seen Bruce bleed. How is he not just carelessly spilling his blood everywhere? It has, to, it has to get in an open wound and it has to, uh, no, I think part of it is, and I think they kind of touched on this is, yeah. Ooh, their family is special. <laughs> like our family can handle gamma radiation. Unlike other human beings. Well, and that's the question. I guess we can stop down here. Is Hulk the original mutant, not Miss Marvel? Because if, by that logic, you're saying their genes are de- their genes have been altered so that they can, you know, their genes were already susceptible to it, but they've been altered, right? Uh, you, you bring up a good point there, sir. I have no argument for you. I can't explain it, but you know, they it was a big deal to even say the word mutant. I think is more so the yeah. problem more than anything, but um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, through a little blood on um, blood action, um, you know, it was an intense scene. <laughs> uh, he, she ends up turning into She-Hulk, and she goes off in a rampage. Um, you know, but a not like a, a Hulk rampage, like a, a She-Hulk rampage, if that makes sense. Tearing yeah. up trees. Yeah, it wasn't as intense. I mean, it, it they definitely played it up like this was gonna be like hulk level like because yeah. i think they they cut it in a way that like you don't really know what's going on you're confused and the only examples of this we have is like hulk on the avengers helicarrier chasing after black widow like <laughs> exactly but uh yeah so then you know cut mid action wake up in a, a mexican paradise where are we tommy where did where did hulk take she uh his cousin uh jessica yeah, uh, this is like a little island that I guess Tony, uh, you know, Tony Stark, Iron, Iron Man, yeah. Like, My buddy. You know. <laughs> Hulk's a name dropper. This is one oh. thing I have always – okay, wait. I'm going to get into maybe a, a little bit of a larger complaint is I feel because the Hulk lost his solo movies, he really became a um, – a backdrop for whatever the writers needed him character-wise. He really, they were like, we need a love interest. They're like, him and Nat. You know what I mean? Like, they, I just, I I feel like he really never formed his own personality. So, like, by the end when he's, like, goofy, like, uh, uh, Smart Hulk taking selfies with everyone and eating pounds of, of bacon and eggs, you're like, what is going on here? Where did we lose this character? And I think it's just because he's never had like a consistent story or, or writer for a while. He just kind of bounces around. And and he even, as he's listing off his things to his cousin, like it, it just sounds like a nonsensical string of things. Well, and I, I think you're right. And I also think it's a little bit of Marvel decided that they've tried the series route. You know, Incredible Hulk was more yeah. like, look at the sad, depressing side of mm-hmm. the Hulk. And it didn't really work. And then you got Tony Stark coming in with his quips and stuff. And I think Marvel made the active choice to take all their characters that make them slightly more goofy. And it happened over time, like Thor. It happened to Hulk. It happened to where I think they're like, the serious stuff isn't hitting with our audiences. If we just make them funny, that's what's hitting. 
No, I think you're right. I think they are um, a product of what works and they're going to beat that to death. And that is, you know, that's a good point. I think we see that through uh, Thor a lot. And, you know, in Hulk uh, uh, or excuse me, Thor Ragnarok is where a big deviation in Hulk, I feel like happens. So I think you got a good point there. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, They want to hit the key demos. I don't love it. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, we've talked about this off air, but I'm kind of sick of the Marvel format and would like to see them taking more drastic differences in the, the styles of movies they are making. But Yeah, I agree. My, <clears throat> excuse me, my more favorite things that I've seen from Marvel recently are the things that really deviate from like what a normal Marvel movie is. Yeah. That's why I talk so highly about Eternals. I know that's a controversial take, but I think Eternals is one of Marvel's best things that they've done in such a long time. And I want to see more things like that. I want to see more things like um, what else? There was something I really liked recently. Now I'm blanking on it. Oh, you know, while I had my complaints with it, I want to see more things like Doctor Strange where it was very stylized. He was like, I'm making a horror movie. I want to see more things like that because that's what the Marvel mo- used to be is, you know, you had like daredevil on netflix it was like a gritty like true crime like more uh, rough and tumble feel and then you had uh, uh thor which was like the godly thing and captain america was the war and spy movie but they really have lost that sort of like genre-esque to them and they've really just morphed into superhero movie yeah i would love to see them do another dark like a like a daredevil i'm really nervous i mean this we're on a tangent well, now but the daredevil i know the daredevil series i'm worried they're gonna make goofy though it comes I'm back, watching. so we can connect it. Uh, Daredevil is going to be in She-Hulk. Spoilers, sorry, everyone. <gasps> Whoa! Yeah, no, 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 no. It, it's been confirmed for a while. Nice. He's in it, and they have a relationship in the comics, and so it makes sense, and they're both lawyers. I think that's what's going to be fun here is we get we finally get the lawyer. I think it, it, this is going to be a lawyer show to, as much as it can be, but I agree. I am... Um, I'm so happy they brought Daredevil back because I think I've even mentioned it on this podcast. I am the biggest Daredevil, Netflix Daredevil fan. I think it's one of the best things Marvel's ever done. And so while I'm happy the character and it looks like everyone's returning to play their old parts, I am worried that it's just going to get Disney-fied. Like it's, yeah. it's even 18 episodes long. Like it sounds very promising. And we're getting some Kingpin and matt murdoch like cameos before then like they're here like he was in spider-man like he's you know it'd be wild actually for them not to give him his own show i don't know why i would think that otherwise and i'm glad to hear that i'm excited that marvel has kind of touched on this like lawyer thing because that's such a big part of the comics is like i i believe people don't there was a while where people didn't know matt murdoch and day or devil were the same person like mm-hmm. super elves didn't know and but they would go to, they knew that matt murdoch handled superhero <laughs> crime so it was like that was there be the comics where it's like it's mostly focused on the lawyer side where it's like yeah you either call matt murdoch or you call jen walters because you know they're gonna take care of you for the superhero stuff and it makes sense like you know they, they superheroes probably have to go to court quite often they probably get sued like for for damages and what what have you so i uh I, i'm all for it i think it's something i love law and order so bring more of it i, I would love to see a show like that so with she-Hulk, though, um, I guess a, a reason we got on a bit of a tangent is because a lot of this is not necessarily montage, but it's like a training segment of, of the series. Is He's like, I'm going to have to teach you everything from square one. It's going to take 15 years. And she kind of turns that on its head. Like, and I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, we get the so we get the island where they're staying. This is a place that uh, he's been using for a while since like Endgame, where where Tony gave it to him. We see an Iron Legion helmet with a bullet mm-hmm. hole in it. That was pretty yeah. uh, cool there. Um, and yeah, we get this training montage. Would you th- this like? I'm not gonna lie though. I was kind of intrigued to read his like manifesto, whatever. Yeah. Like his big like module that he had. I, I would read that. Well, Bruce is a scientist, so you know he was like super detailed down to like what he ate in a day versus like, you know what I mean? So he knows everything there is to be uh, about being a Hulk. And she's just kind of like, I got it. And so this is where the cousin dynamic comes in is 
He's like, listen to me. I'm trying to make this easier for you. And she's like, stop telling me what to do. Like, it's just a very like typical dynamic. I feel like with family members. Well, and I think a big part of what I'm very intrigued about with the She-Hulk is like, she doesn't want to be a superhero. And, you know, we go from Miss Marvel where it's like, she's obsessed with becoming a superhero to this character who's like, I am very happy in my life being a lawyer. Like, that's my life goal is not being the superhero, but being a very, you know, district attorney doing all this other stuff in my lawyer side of life. Um, and yeah, I think like that plays with the cousin dynamic. Like clearly they are on opposite sides of this. Like Bruce sees being a superhero as such an important, like it, it surpasses anything else you're going to do. So I have some thoughts on this. I think we see um, a lot of superhero stories where, you know, the person's like, well, when can I go back to school? And they're like, you're not going to go back to school. Your life's different forever. And what I really appreciate about Jen's character, she's like, no, fuck that. I'm a great lawyer. I'm going to go back and be a lawyer. Like, that's what I do. So I really like that attitude from her. And so I'm totally cool with the, I'm not going to be a superhero mentality because that, uh, you know, it, it's, it is different. It's something we haven't really seen. And I really like that. Um, the other aspect I think with Bruce, and I didn't think about this till you were talking about it, you hit a real, like Bruce has such a reverence at this point for he's like, who's going to protect the earth if not for people like us? Like we have to, he has such a reverence for what they've all gone through and what they've had to do, like as a group, as a team and himself that he is like, you could tell he's going through some like old war stories. Like he is like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like this shit is serious. And she's like, it doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like going off what you're saying, like, I think there is an aspect of he's the last original, like, yes, Thor's, but Thor's out in space. They don't know what, what he's up to. Uh, Hawkeye's retired. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's the last one really taking the mantle up. And I do think there's, he, there's probably a little bit of feeling like he needs to recruit the next, the next pass, group of superheroes. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's got to pass the mantle on, make sure earth is okay without earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers, as he knows it. Cause you're right. He started in a group and they are, they are, you know, Clint's retired. He's the last one Thor's off doing what have you. And I think a key thing, and I was going to touch on this later, but since we're just in it right now is um, she wants to leave after she kind of, she, and you know, to her credit, she gets the handle on all of the Hulk stuff very easily, very quickly. And I really like the reason why, but I want to touch on Bruce not wanting her to leave. He's like, you're not done. We have more, blah, blah, blah. I really do think, and they hinted at it. And I watched this twice. I think they, that Bruce is like really lonely. I think there's a couple of things with Bruce. I think he's really lonely. Obviously, there was a little bit of jealousy that yes. you see. There's um, there's a little bit of, like, I think he feels like he needs to – he – it took him so long. Yes. That, like, there is a little bit of that, like, no, you have to stay because I have to show you – it has to be for something. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, there's no way I went through years and years of blackout rages, and you're going to get this the first time you do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I – Really, so just to get into it though, the, you know, when she turns into the Hulk, she is able to maintain consciousness. As yeah. Bruce put it, he, uh, she doesn't have to wrestle ra- with the other guy. And I was thought that was interesting because, and you know, this is just completely headcanon now. I almost just said it like it was fact. I think it's just because you know, she got it like secondhand. I think it's because it's kind of diluted. I bet you she's not as strong as he is. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but I, I just had a feeling it's because, you know, she got the power secondhand, not from the gamma radiation, but like his blood to her blood. And it's not even like she had a whole quart of blood. It really was just a few drops that did it. Yeah, I think I agree with what you were saying. Uh, there are other Hulklings in the comics. Mm. Um, there, I, There's one specifically I remember and like there was they handled it similar to Jen, but then like it went there, like it started to go bad. Um, what intrigued me about the way that they explained it here is like there, she's almost saying there is no other driver. It is just me, and I think to your point, I think that's what it, I think it's diluted yeah. because she didn't get hit by the gamma radiation. She's that's getting blood saying. that's gamma radiation, but she wasn't there for that initial pump. Yeah. So like that's yeah, that's what I, I, that's kind of what I was feeling. But I um, like how she, in a roundabout way really circled back to the one of the Hulk's like first iconic moments where he's like, that's my secret cap. 
I'm always angry. And she was like, I have to deal with my rage on a daily basis. I get told from my coworkers, uh, this, that, whatever. I get catcalled. I do, da, da, da. and I was just like, yeah, being a woman is hard, Jen. You are right. You have to put up with a lot of shit. And th she's just like, that's how I control my rage. I'm, I do it every day. And I was like, that's how you did the same thing, Bruce. You went through the same thing. She's just already at that point. Yeah, and, and I think there's multiple. I think her attitude is better than Bruce went way yeah. depressing. Bruce got very depressed about it all and wasn't even really trying to handle it for so long. Like no, she definitely has a – yeah, she's a way better handle, way better uh, situation that she's in that I think that helps too. Like, like, you know, there's a lot going for her. Bruce basically lost everything becoming the Hulk. They're like uh, – yeah. So um, a little off topic, but I know it, I was just ragging on some of the goofy tone of, of some of the Marvel projects recently and how I'm like, I wish they would do something serious or, or, or more dark or gritty. But this series seems fun in a way that like other Marvel projects haven't recently. And I think what I've been trying to get out is this doesn't feel as family friendly. Does that make sense? Like it, now, it wasn't like a bunch of different things, but you know, like I said, the f bomb, the the bird, the drinking a ton of alcohol, they got a hangover. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't feel like you know I, I am Groot, where he uh, is uh, like accidentally falling off tables and, and shit like that. Yeah, I agree. I think it is a little more adulty. I think it's a little campy. I think that works for yeah. it because it's like at times it feels hokey. So you're like you you let go of things. It's in on it though. Yes, it feels very early two thousands, like uh, villain of the week kind of crime fighting oh, yeah. cop show that's how it feels especially when like at the you know it's for the end with the villain when like it is so clear that like it's like a cable as she's like kicking across the room like that felt very like 2000 it felt like wwe it yeah. really did actually even with uh uh um at the end i only know her as Ted tahani uh that's not her real name though um titania she, is the character name. titania thank you so she um um, when she came in, I was like, wow, she looks like a pro wrestler in that outfit. <laughs> so, um, that is one thing I appreciated is I feel like they, uh, found like a nice fun tone that doesn't feel, uh, like just as, as goofy and family oriented. It, it doesn't feel like Cap saying like language, you know what I mean? It feels like the opposite of that. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt that and like, I think a lot of the humor also comes from them ribbing and that just feels like mm. close cousin yes. stuff. Yes, but You're so right. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of this through throughout like the boot camp. There's like almost two parts. There's like the boot camp part where like she's in it because like she does need to learn how to turn it on and off, and she does very quickly learns to be able to like bring it up and down. Is that chamber where the wall starts going towards you and it's got spinning things? And I don't know if I just made this up or if she said this, but she's like, "What do you use this room yeah. for?" Yeah, I was like, "That's so funny," because like, what else is the purpose of this room? Yeah, nothing else. It's so like there's good lines of her like calling him out on some of the like BS. I also like uh, a small thing. She at some point she gets a Led Zeppelin shirt, which again just goes to the fact yeah. that this is like Tony's Tony's mm -hmm. place. Um, yeah, other montage. I'm trying to think of any good moments. I liked like the rock throw where because <laughs> yeah. it was such a like a uh, Bruce, you're you're look even worse now because it's like Hulk throws it. It, it goes far. Yeah, she Hulk throws it goes farther. Hulk, Bruce picks up another rock and just to be like, I can do more. And it's like, all I'm right. Pretty I'm pretty strong. <laughs> he throws it into space. It starts like eroding. Um, yeah, I think who do you need one, to prove it for? <laughs> yeah, himself. I think one line that was great that we did gloss over is uh, she was like, well, how do you turn this off? He was like, it's not that simple. He's like, I usually uh, get hit with a rocket yeah. or something and I wake up in the ship. There was a time where Natasha sang me a lullaby. She goes, how does that work? He goes, I don't have a good answer for that. And so I did like that they pointed out the absurdity of where a moment where like Natasha was just like singing him back into human form. I love when they shit on Age of Ultron <laughs> because there's so many things that Josh Whedon did that make no sense. And he just did it. Yeah, and I love when they're like, "Yeah, it really it makes no sense. We're just letting it happen." It's like I don't have a good answer for that. I just liked his tone in it. I I really like Mark Ruffalo, and so yeah, there's part of me that I think with the whole uh, Smart Hulk story of it is I'm gonna miss like having Mark Ruffalo like on screen. You know what I mean? Because now he's just all CGI. I agree. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is such a big part of Bruce Banner, and like he mm -hmm. is to me the only Bruce Banner. Like the way he's played it is. It, 
great he is the character should have been from the beginning was going to be yeah i feel like he's appropriate like he just looks like he's the old man and you're like oh you don't want to mess with bruce banner he's the original avenger you know what i mean like i just i i hope that i mean we have the little device the MacGuffin that he puts on his uh his wrist and it turns him into uh, a human and she's like calibrate one for me yeah the dialogue between the two of them was really strong and i mean i guess that's what majority of the episode was is it was just the two of them on that island doing yoga and uh drinking martinis now I've come with one daunting question, and I think uh, I just triggered it. After we've seen the Hulk, you know, uh, in short uh, board shorts, like a like swim trunks, drinking, doing yoga, can we go to World War Hulk, like Planet Hulk stuff? Like, do you think we can ever get there now? I, I think their their hint towards it was Thor Ragnarok. I don't think we're gonna get any closer. Yeah. Maybe we get like a World War Hulk with a different. Uh, catalyst like i could yeah. see maybe like everyone versus the hulk maybe mm-hmm. but i i think with smart hulk and stuff i think that's it's already been established i would love that but i just think the deal with paramount really it's too cute now <laughs> yeah i think it's it, it really ruined any chance i think we're gonna see of, of that storyline i think they're gonna try to give us as much hulk backstory in other properties as they can like stuff yeah. like this or thor ragnarok um, we did. I we've been talking smart, smart Hulk. I did like another like kind of fourth wall break they did here where it's like they're like, yeah, I'm called Smart Hulk. I we don't get to pick the names because like that is what <laughs> happened. They never mentioned Smart Hulk before until the fans started calling him Smart Hulk, and oh, then now funny. now they're officially in the MCU also calling him Smart Hulk. Oh, that's pretty funny. I didn't realize that. I could have swore maybe they called him that. In uh, Professor of, Hulk was what I think what they were pitching it as, Hulk. and everyone was that's, like, "That's stupid, Smart Hulk." Smart Hulk. He goes, "Yeah, we don't get to pick the names," and you know that happened a little in Miss Marvel. They're like, "Nightlight, Nightlight." She's like, "That's not my name," and yeah. I do think that's a good point. Is you know it would just be what the public calls you. You don't get to run around and be like, "I'm Spider Man. Nice to meet you." Yep. Even though he does, he literally does do that in several movies, I feel like. Yeah. And like, to be honest, if I just saw Spider Man, I don't know if, I mean, I guess they got, Spider Man's got the webbing on him, but I don't know if I would call him Spider Man. I don't know if that would be my first instinct. Mm, I think it's pretty on the nose. Like, I don't know. Like, red and blue, if I'm just like witnessing Spider Man. Well, if I'm just yeah, but he doesn't look like a spider. He doesn't have tentacles. Like spider he, on his chest. Well, yeah, talking. sure, 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 sure. If I'm like looking at him, if I'm like in conversation with him, I'm talking about like he's flying across the sky, and all I see is red and blue with like the webs. I guess the webs would make me think. Look maybe, at that web man. Well, yeah, I would probably call him web man. Yeah, you'd be like, look at that web man. Yeah, no, I got you. I get, I get what you're saying. I think I saw <laughs> somewhere on one of those weird uh, Facebook articles that pop up just randomly that um, they really wanted Spider-Man to make appearance in She-Hulk. And I think that makes sense. Just, you know, yeah. She-Hulk and Spider-Man are also uh, just very close to uh, the, the Fantastic Four that I'm sure they've interacted several, several times. And Daredevil, they really are building out this, uh, this New York uh, sort of... Uh, not contingency. I don't know the word I'm looking for. This this New York group, if you will. Um, and I'm glad they're bringing back like the street level stuff. I just not to bring it back to Daredevil, but I love Daredevil, so I'm so excited for it. I I think they're doing that on purpose. I do. You know, we talked about Young Avengers. We talked. About, I think they are branching off into these yeah. different teams. So I think a New York team is a hundred percent like they're they're they've been pitching that these, and I like that they've been showing they've been having cameos from each of them. Cause it's like, yeah, they're all in the same world. They should be existing and in, in, interacting. Yeah. I do like, um, that, uh, the world that we've been living in now in the MCU, that the superheroes are so popular and it's like really broken into mainstream culture. Cause one, that's how it would be. But two, it presents them like a unique opportunity to like rib their fans, if that makes sense. And so, I don't know. It's an interesting look. They're like, yeah, these people are obsessed. It's like a, a Avengers con. And I'm like, that's, that's a real thing. I think, I think that's a real goddamn thing. People do. <laughs> they probably, their writing rooms is just them like watching the internet. Just like, Oh, what's, what's out there. All right. We got it. Like, Oh, there's fan art now. <laughs> look at these yeah. two. Yeah. So yeah. that's really great. But so, um, yeah, we get Hulk is like reminiscing of the times with Tony. Like I said, there's so many hints that he's so sad and like misses, 
the the good old days of it all. He's like, you gotta be a superhero. He's almost like a dad who's like, you you gotta play football. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, I played football. Your dad played football. My grandpa played. You know what I mean? So, uh, he's just kind of like you have the. He's very you know Ben uh, Parker of it all. With great power comes great responsibility. He's like, what do you mean? And so I do appreciate Jen's take on this. And it's funny, Michael Michael O'Rear's not here, but I'm going to shout him out. And him and I one time had a conversation candidly where I was like, I was like, uh, you think you'd be a superhero? And he's like, no. He was like, nah. He's like, I'm using my powers for myself. I go, well, you don't think you'd be a, a superhero? I go, that's so weird. We watch so much superhero stuff. He goes, I'm not a police officer or in the military now. What makes you think I would join the call to arms with powers? And that shook me to my core, if I'm being honest, because my whole life I've been like, yeah, if I had superpowers, I'd have a, I'd, I'd be a superhero, but maybe I'm not like, I'm not out there defending people right now. Maybe that's not my core virtue, if you will. Do we think that maybe superpowered humans do exist? And they, yeah. that's what it is. They're like, <laughs> we're not getting involved in all this. <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen it, how it goes for these people. I'm just going to stay out of it. That's so funny. They, there's like tons of them. And they're yeah. like, nope, nothing here. Nothing to show here. They use it um, in their day-to-day -day life, but that's it. Yeah. Just bare minimum. <laughs> that's what O'Rear said. He goes, I would want a superpower that enhances my day-to-day -day life. And I was like, wow. I was like, really mature answer of you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so you don't want heat vision to zap the baddies? He goes, who says I'm fighting baddies? So I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think that's like a realistic take. Not everyone with powers is going to want to be a superhero. And we do see the reluctant superhero trope, but they always end up being super superheroes. So I like that at least she's like, no, I'm a lawyer. I'm going to go be a lawyer. Like, that's what yeah. I mean. You know, Michael wants that heat heat ray just to like heat his popcorn or something. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, right. no, and and that's I do like this like conversation with Jen, and and I think like for her, being a Hulk doesn't help her as a lawyer. It doesn't it doesn't mm -hmm. benefit her. It doesn't benefit her life. Yeah. She wants to know how to control it, so she can't use it. She wants to basically lock it away in a box, so it never has to come out. And, yeah, I, and he's like, that's not. Yeah. He's like, one, it's always gonna come out, and two, he's like. You just got to learn. He's like, well, who's going to protect the world if not for us? He really, he like really says that and you could feel it in his core because also he like, you know, saved the whole earth, like in an all out brawl, like against Thanos, like in his mind, like this is super serious <laughs> and yeah. she doesn't get it from that perspective because she's like, a, you know, a fan or not a fan. She's like watching the history channel about Steve Rogers, like. To her, she's just an audience member in this, and she's like, I don't, I don't, she, I don't need she, to. She's an NPC in her eyes, you know, non-player yeah. character. She's like, to her, she just, she's here to do her job, and and this is bigger than her, and she's not part of it. But like, you are now, you are, and she I think is this now. is where the, I think the fight is a lot of this culmination of a lot of what we've been talking about—the loneliness from Hulk, the gel, all of its culminated. And I knew we were going to get this the minute. Of course, we're going to get a Hulk fight. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah of course we're gonna get this giant hulk though. fight <laughs> yeah it was, it so, was good. so good and they broke his bar and he goes my bar and it was such a cousin moment because they're in an all-out brawl and he's like you're helping me fix this <laughs> there's also better names though for his bar bruce's bar you, you, there's gotta be like some hulk pun you can do uh it's like uh Smashing time, or what's his is that clobbering time? Is what it's <laughs> clobbering time, yeah. No, um, he goes, uh, Hulk smash. There's definitely a pun with smash and being smashed, smashed. Like Hulk yeah, smashed. Yeah. Is that Hulk just the smashed. name of the that's yep, there it is. That's the bar, we, uh, yeah. we, but yeah, we get the fight. What I do like and appreciate about this fight, Hulk is has moves, Hulk has things that he does, and this fight really showcases the different variety of, of moves that Hulk he just doesn't just punch. And one yeah. of the things I'm glad we got back, I don't think we've seen it for a very long time, if not Incredible Hulk, but it may have come sooner, is the thunderclap. We've yeah, seen, the th yeah. He's so strong, his clap has reverberations. And I like how hers is not as strong, but she just starts going at it and it works. So she gets a little fighting experience just from, from uh, you know, a, a classic cousin scrap, which happens from time to time. And um, they break the bar and... You know, they kind of make up. She's like really trying to leave. That's what's happening in this scene. He like stops the car and 
like I said, this is the moment where I was like, oh, he's just lonely. And he feels, I think he finally feels like he has someone to relate to about yeah. all this. And she's just like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to learn about any of it. I don't want to do this with you. And he's like, oh, this is what I like. I don't feel so alone anymore. One, like with the physical presence of another person here. But then two, with uh, I, I now share this Hulk curse with someone else. Yeah, I, I think you're right on this. I, I would like to see if we see more of, of Bruce dealing with this and, and how he wants to be a part of this experience with her. But she's kind of like, hey, like, listen, I'm okay. I'm doing my thing. And, and they kind of come to an agreement of like, you got to go be a lawyer. I get it. I'll still be here. And like, you'll probably need me eventually. Um, I'm trying to think of other things from the fight. Yeah, we had the thunderclap. I, I do like with the thunderclap what you just mentioned of like, Hers wasn't as powerful, but she figured out a way that worked for her. And she mm -hmm. utilized it by doing smaller claps. She was able to almost, he had no time to, you know, sometimes power isn't everything. Sometimes mm -hmm. endurance is good. Like there's, I like that she's showcasing nice. that like, just because she's not as strong as Hulk does not mean, and that's, you know, we don't even know if that's true, but it's like, doesn't even mean that she's not, cannot beat him in a fight. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. I really am excited for this, but I am going to, here's here. I, I'm going to call out Disney plus. I, I, I alluded to it earlier, but they have fallen into the worst slump with these TV shows. And I've told you this off air. I'm going to state it publicly now is they have an amazing first episode. And then episodes two, three, and four are such a slog. They're very hard to get through. It's a lot of like nonsense almost. And then episode five, something amazing happens again. And episode six is awesome. And it goes to show, I think these should be movies. I love TV shows. You know, I'm more of a TV guy than a movie guy. But it, it just, you know, so I am cautiously optimistic with this because it, it, it has proven in almost every, even the ones I enjoy to the end. It just, it, it proves week after week with these. So I am really excited for where this is going to go, though. While it um, does, it, while it's not reinventing the wheel, it still feels fresh to me, and that's what's important. Yeah, and I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not basing my feelings on Chialk yet. To me, I'm still at ground zero because I don't know what the show's going to be yet without seeing the future episodes. Because this wasn't, I don't think you can do this again. Like it's, it, this was so clearly an origin. I, yeah. I think what gives me hope slash what I think the show is going to be like is the vibe of like what comes after the fight, which is yeah. uh, lawyer Jen shows up. So she goes back to do her lawyer case that we heard her do in the beginning. And to me, this is what's going to be the show. Kind of more campy, still has that humor that we got with her and Hulk, still has mm -hmm. the super illness, but there is definitely a lot of like hokiness in this lawyer uh, courtroom scene. And we, I think with her being open about her secret identity, I think a lot of it's going to turn into like superhero defending or superhero crime related stuff. She's going to, I think we're going to see her descent into superhero law, which is fun, which is exciting for me. I'm excited where it's going to go. I think um, it had a strong episode one. And, um, you know, there's people who have uh, like re reviewers or I don't even know what there are, TikTok people that review these things that get them early. There's been people who have seen four of usually there's six episodes, four of the six episodes. And they've said like all four are phenomenal. And they did say every episode has a post credit scene. So oh. for you super fans stick around for the credits after all of them. Cause sometimes I do on these shows. I'm like, I think there's going to be something and there's not. And I'm like, why did I wait? And, and the credits are amazing. And like, as someone in the industry, I'm always watch the credits all the way through because it's respectful to the people that worked on them. That being so said, respectful. they are super long sometimes. So I do get it. And like, you just want to, you're just like, all right, credits, I'm out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I, I'm excited for, for that. Uh, I think to wrap up the court, we get Titania, as we mentioned, mm -hmm. um, iconic She-Hulk villain, probably the biggest. So I'm hoping this isn't the end of her. I, I think we'll see more. I'm hoping not too. That would be a shame if that was like her part in the series. You know yeah. what I mean? Because that was, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I think she's going to be in more of it, but we will, uh, only time will tell. Um, I, I know, I guess you haven't seen the trailer, but I know there's some other things to come. Oh, I've so seen nothing. I know nothing about the, oh, like, you, even you so mentioning the Murdoch. I was going to say, no me idea. mentioning Daredevil looked like I really caught you off guard. So yeah. I apologize. Yeah, Daredevil is oh, coming, good. baby. And uh, well, I won't spoil the real secret because there was fun that uh, came with him in it. So. No spoilers. No, no, no. So the trailer, though, uh, we see some more superhero antics. So that'll be good. But uh, yeah, I'll have to kick I, you out of this car and you'll get no more road snacks. 
so you know what speaking on, <laughs> speaking on your no trailer policy i um short story i sometimes wake up at the butt crack of dawn like way too early and so i will just go on hulu and throw on like a 2000s movie that i've never seen or heard of before really just as background noise generally and i'm, I'm only half paying attention but um going into these movies completely blind no trailer no even i don't even read the synopsis I've found my enjoyment level way higher because like you said, so the first one I did, it's like a, um, it was like a Steve Carell movie and it was not a great movie by any means, but there's a very early twist in the beginning. And I was like, very like, oh, when the twist came, I was very like, Oh my God. But then I read the synopsis after I finished the movie and it spoiled the early, like the twist. So I was like, Oh man, if I had read any of this, that wouldn't have been shocking to me. So yeah. point one for Tommy on the no trailers. Listen, I, I will stand. I will never get off of this because it just why watch something twice? That's just <laughs> it's, it's all, why would I watch video a, clips of something twice? I'm a classic rewatcher, so that doesn't actually work for me. I've already well, seen this episode of She-Hulk twice, Tommy. So right, how dare I don't you? Want, I don't want my first time watching <laughs> clips. To be in, in the trailer. full context. Yeah, I understand. Exactly. No, I, I get what you're saying. And like I said, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm attributing that to you too. And uh, my recommendation today only comes from this new thing where I've just not been watching uh, trailers and I just pick a random. It's really random how I do this. I just look for the first thing that I'm like, okay, this is about an hour and a half. <laughs> like you know, what I, like that's honestly it. And I just kind of mosey on my phone because it's like 5 a.m. and there's no reason for me to be awake. I've been thinking about doing this exact thing years where I just pick a random show on one of these streaming and see if yeah. I'll like it. Yeah. Yeah. Shows are harder because you sometimes got to commit a little to it, but a movie, hell, if I don't like it, it'll be over in an hour. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Although speaking of movies, I don't like me and Evan just reviewed Apple, Apple TV's luck. Wow. What a stinker. So bad. Don't watch the movie, but go listen to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> go listen to two dudes. Uh, real quick. Post credit scene. Yes. Oh, probably one of the best moments of the day. It was so good. I think it's the best post credit scene. It was so funny. Like the bit. So throughout the episode, they've been talking about this stuff. Like Jen is so curious about <laughs> if Captain America died a virgin. Which I think she generally brought up some good points. I think this is a good way to end the episode. So she goes, he was a, <laughs> she didn't say this, but we have context. He was a skinny punk who was really down on his luck before getting the super serum. And he quickly shipped off into war, got frozen. And then like she said, he went from one world ending disaster to the next to then a fugitive of the law. There was like a decent chance you know, Captain America didn't get to do the do the deed too often, at least. Yeah, and we find out in the post credit scene, Hulk wants to tell a a drunk Jen Walters, like, "Yes, you're right. He did. He had sex during the U USO tour. So that was when he was in like his his costume and doing the plays." You know, that makes sense, though. I think it's a lie. Yeah, you think he's just placating? I her? think. Well, I think he believes that. I think oh. Steve Rogers was getting <gasps> like broed, like you know, like toxic masculinity, where it's like Tony, oh, Thor, like, and and Bruce were like talking about it, and, and he's he like, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah no, I definitely. No, of course, you're telling me Steve Rogers, uh, America, America's ass. The, she the, alludes to it too. She's like, I can't believe that ass died a virgin. It's yeah, just like I, so great. I, you know, I do think there's a, a world where I still want to believe that Steve Rogers is a virgin. I think so because she, hear me out, Brace. Hear me out. Okay. Steve Rogers is not a one night stand kind of guy. There's Ooh. no way he just slept with someone on tour and didn't start a relationship with them. <laughs> Tommy's coming with facts, ladies and gentlemen. There's wow. no way he one night stand. Like there's a there's a hint of a blonde, I guess, in the Captain America. Like he does like flirt with a blonde girl. That could be Tom. the girl. I but I, there's no way he's just one. You were gonna bring up someone. Sharon. I was like, no, his no, potentially not possible daughter. No, no, no. Not <laughs> uh, that's just my stance on it. It was a fun bit, and I I do think it's like I I love it. Chris Evans has gotten in on it with like yeah. he tweeted something. Uh, it's it's really funny and it's really clever 
because it's like, and you know, I am by no way, shape or form shaming Steve Rogers. It's just a playful jab because he's like America's superstar. And Jen's like, I think I have a theory. And that's just like what fans do. And I really like the world they're building of like, these people are fans of these mythological creatures who saved the earth. Yeah, it feels very real. Like we do that with celebrities yeah. of like, yep. oh, do you think this? There's so much like yep. stuff like that all all around. Yep, yep. It's exactly like uh, TMZ probably had an article like Captain America, Virgin question mark. Yeah, no, he definitely is. It was all just a. Yeah. He just want. I, I cannot be convinced. Like he's his one true love. He had to wait for all. Imagine he had to go through all the shit he had to go through. He literally had to time travel to to take his v card away he's like peggy please it's been so long <laughs> yeah exactly well that's i want to believe it was peggy you're right peggy took his it was his first time yeah when he came back right there it was like boom we <laughs> right need to, we need to do this yeah um wow that was good though Thank you again for having me. I know we're not done, but I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I'm glad you're here too. You did a phenomenal job. And, and I, you know, we'll, we'll keep seeing where this ride takes us. As we said, like, I think we're both in the same, we're in the same seat in this car of like, I want to, I'm hopeful, but I've been hopeful. I was hopeful about Moon Knight. I thought Moon Knight was a great after the first episode. So I don't I'm, think there's a bad episode one of a Disney Plus show. I, I don't. And you know the yeah. one that really cemented it for me was was actually Obi Wan Kenobi because Obi Wan Kenobi I was like oh this is gonna be the best piece of Star Wars media ever and then episodes two three and four had me real silent had me real silent and then five came around and it was great and six was really good too and I was like where have I where have I said this before and I was like Hawkeye I said the same thing in Hawkeye and that was where I really pieced the 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 dots together. Yeah, the only one for me would be Book of Boba Fett. That was pretty I maybe I liked the first episode, but like most of it I was pretty out on. It's an outlier. Yeah, it's yeah. an outlier. But that that's the episode recap. Do you have any you 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 uh teased a recommendation? I teased it. I watched one of the most odd movies I've seen in a while, but it really has me thinking for a while. So first off, this is like a blanket recommendation. Me and Tommy are watching Severance right now. If you haven't watched Severance, oh, you should go watch it. It's on Apple TV. Really good. But the movie recommendation I have, it's on Hulu. Um, you know, I can't even think of the main character's actor's name now. He is in Californication. He's the star. Um, can't think of his name, though. So he's the, the main guy, and it's uh, Demi Moore. And um, it is called The Joneses, not to be confused with Keeping Up with the Joneses, but it's just The Joneses, 2009. And um, it's about like a seemingly perfect family that moves into like an upscale, wealthy neighborhood. And you slowly start to find out they are not actually a family at all. And like you start finding out like what they're doing there and why. And I was very like, whoa, this movie took a turn. And once again, I think if I just had, you know, not reading any of the trailers or, or any of the synopses, I went in and had a totally different experience than someone who, you know, saw the trailer and went and saw it at the theater. I want to check out. I don't I know nothing about the Joneses. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it had a really weirdly relevant message, uh, you know, 10 plus years down the road from when it was made. Yeah, uh, my recommendation. So yeah, watch Severance. It's so good. I know we're way late to the the game. Like I know people have already told you this before. So good, so good. Uh, another show. I probably. I mean, we've talked about it enough. I don't know if it's been a recommendation, but I'm gonna officially recommend it. Paper Girls. I've been really enjoying my time with Paper Girls. I haven't finished it yet. I'm on uh, episode five, maybe uh, episode four. But uh, I, the comic very different. I, I've been reading the comic as well with it, and like. It's interesting to see the two different styles. There's things introduced way earlier in the comics or vice versa. So uh, that reminds me of Invincible. Yeah, that's another one. I think if you're going to do these adaptations, I think it very much is fun to read the comic as well. So I would recommend reading the Paper Girls comic while you're checking out the TV show. It's it's very different, almost two different, completely. Like there's character arcs that are very different in both that I was very uh, surprised by. So 
This is all just a ploy. Tommy's been trying to get me to watch Paper Girls for so long now. And he I just like, know gonna... you're going to I know you're going to love it. Like I just know. I know. He just wants me on air to be like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch that now." He's just waiting for like a verbal commitment when other people are listening. I just like any platform I see Briz on it. Oh, Paper Girls, do you want to do you want to hear about this show? FaceTime, text, podcast. He's like, "Paper Girl?" Question mark. <laughs> Instead of the you up text, it's just yeah. paper girls question mark. Middle of the night. He's like, I see you're up. You watch a paper girl? <laughs> and ready for this? Well, I'm trying to bully Tommy into watching Naruto, which I understand is like the biggest undertaking in the world. I, <laughs> so listen, episode one had me hooked. And in episode two, I fell off a little. I, Tommy, I'm not going to lie to you. When I started my rewatch, I was this close. I was so close to telling you to skip episode two. I'm so mad. I literally was like, does he need this? Like, oh, oh it just kind of sets up some character dynamic. I was like, ah, oh, I should have just told you to skip it. Keep going. I believe in you. And the fans, they're going to tell you Naruto is great and it's well worth the time. Yeah. Hey, if you, the Stark warriors that are into Naruto, yeah, reach out to me. I, I'll, I'll like document my journey and, and keep people up to date. Like uh, I am watching it. I was a big, my hero fan as, as the yes. audience here knows. So we're trying, Briz is opening my eyes to more anime out to the world. And we need to like, listen, we need actually, let me add another recommendation. We need yeah. to support animation. And Briz has heard a lot about this day. HBO yeah. max. This is probably, this is going to be our little news. that has nothing to do with Marvel, but like, HBO Max has gotten rid of a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. Seems like something's going on over there. But seems most of the sh- like, seems I mean, like I mean to interrupt. They yeah. for sure have some shit going on. Go yeah. on. <laughs> they for sure. There's something, there's a lot of, it seems like they're getting rid of a lot of stuff. There's like a deal with Discovery Plus that's affecting a lot of this, I've heard. It's a merger. Yeah. But the animated shows really took the hit, in my opinion. And, and yeah. one of my favorite shows, Infinity Train, is getting removed there's no way to watch it other than piracy and buying the DVDs or like buy, you know, buying on Amazon stuff. And it's, I was going to say, it's hard to find hard copy DVDs anymore. You really got to get them like online if you're going to buy them. Yep. So it's very frustrating to me that these shows, and it's not just that show, there's other shows on there that, that are really good that are being cut. And uh, lost is like what Tommy's saying. A lot of them are going to be lost to the annals of, of, I hate that I just said that. Sorry. No, a lot yeah. of these, a lot of these, and this is like a downside to the streaming era that we're in because Cartoon Network is not going to run a lot of these shows that they are, are are cutting. So a lot of them are unfortunately just gone. That was like Cartoon Network's big plug into the streaming was HBO Max, and so it is a weird route because to me that was like a real strong point for HBO Max was they had all these segments. They had Crunchyroll, they had Cartoon Network, they had uh, DC, they had HBO Originals. Like they had a bunch of different Ghibli, things. you know, they, yeah, the whole yes, Ghibli thing is there. Exactly. And it seems like uh, Discovery's coming in and kind of axing some of it. I'm not saying this is right, but it, it has something to do with like tax write-offs and like uh, the money it costs to renew these things. And so it, it's, you know, it all fucking capitalism. <laughs> we're on, we're talking about severance here. So let's get down to the nitty gritty, horrible aspects of capitalism here and how it's killing the arts. Yeah. And you can read articles on this. There's, there's a lot with like animation in particular and the way that uh, creators get paid and stuff that has a lot to do with why they get cut first. Yep. Um, it's very unfortunate that the animation mm. industry is treated a. It's treated as if it's only for kids, so it's a not treated with importance there, and b yep. they're the ones that always get shafted in this stuff. So I just figured we talk about it a little bit on here because I, I have this platform. Yeah, <laughs> and if you love animation, go check out Two Dudes Watch Cartoons. Yes. What a great segue into my plug here. Go watch our podcast either on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify. It is just me and my best friend Evan Leon. We uh, talk about anything and everything animated, uh, from anime to uh, kid shows to, uh, you know, adult cartoons as well. So like Tommy said, it is not just for children. There's a lot of great animation out there. And uh, if you're looking for more animated stuff, we have, uh, we, we realized we've developed quite an extensive catalog of things we've reviewed. So go check us out. Uh, also, we're doing really well on TikTok right now. So feel free to follow us on TikTok if uh, you want to be part of that. Yeah, I mean, as the number one, guest over at uh two dudes <laughs> that's right yeah you still got it you still got it <laughs> yeah you gotta i gotta keep that i always gotta push you once in a while be like oh is someone getting close <laughs> that's why i'm here i'm just here to maintain my title i'm trying to <laughs> lap people now <laughs> I, don't, exactly. I don't i've lost count of how many times i've been on 
I think you're at six, but I, I don't think, quote I, me on that. I was thinking six or seven, but I, I seven felt like too much. I think I'm five on yours. But anyways, <laughs> either way, go check out Two Dudes uh, and, and listen to one of the ones I've been on. Listen to the one Michael's been on. Listen That's to right. all of them. Uh, they are a, a treat. And I think to your point, I, I do really uh, kudos to you guys of like, you have a wide variety. You cover anime. You cover an- there's so much animated stuff that you guys dive into different styles, and uh, mm-hmm. it's it, it, you can get almost anything you're looking for from the from their podcast. So. Thank you, thank you, appreciate that, and thank you again for having me, uh, Michael O'Rear. If you made it to this point, well, I guess he edits these. I was going to say shout out Michael for listen. him not being yeah. here, so I could whoop whoop. Yeah. Uh, any any other plugs like your podcast anywhere else to find you? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, you can find me on any social media site at Wild Briz. Um, I talk about you know anything nerdy and reality TV. I guess that's kind of nerdy. Um, I watch way too much movie TV shows, so I'm just talking about it all. Uh, you know, uh, all over the internet. But uh, yeah, feel free to follow me, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, wherever uh, your heart desires. Awesome. Amazing. And. Yeah, I'm Tommy Pazulo. You can find me places. I don't know. Listen, attorney at law. Attorney at law. Attorney at law. It's true. Uh, and Tommy's tidbits on Twitter. You can find me there. And otherwise, come check us out here. You know, listen to the mm-hmm. podcast. Remember, rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify. It's five stars. You know, if you can, if you want, if we if feel anything like, less than five, change turn around. Get out of here. Don't even. Don't even <laughs> show up. Uh, we'd appreciate it. it does help the podcast out it helps us and and we just love doing this so any anything to keep making this for you guys uh and also please subscribe if you aren't already you know maybe before i guess you should subscribe then review then um, yeah that's probably the best uh follow us on instagram twitter we do have merch we got two mm. different shirts out right now uh maybe more in the future uh really loving the lightsaber uh, it looks it's one. really nicely done i like yeah. it i like it a lot even if, even if you're not a fan for even let's say you have a friend or family member that doesn't know the podcast but loves Star Wars stuff, I think it's a really nice like tease into like oh I like Marvel Star Wars stuff. This is it doesn't even have to do it with the podcast. If you want to give it I to agree. someone as a gift, yeah, I agree, 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 agree. And as for that Discord link, if you want to talk to us or any of our friends, some of the guests are in there as well. Uh, we can talk about these shows. Ask us. We'll be, we're there. You know, hit us up on our Twitter and stuff, and we can add you to the Discord. And yeah, once again, thank you, Briz, for coming, uh, helping me out on this road. This road trip would have been very lonely if <laughs> if I had to do it on my own. So we didn't even get interrupted by any alien spaceships. So this is a win in my book. Not yet, it anyway. Yeah, yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but all right, we'll be back next week to cover She Hulk episode two. Otherwise, keep listening. We'll see you out there. Bye. <laughs>